Welcome to the Clear Skin Chronicles, the podcast that takes you on a journey to uncover the secrets of achieving glowing, acne-free skin. We believe that knowledge is power, and by understanding the root causes of your acne, we can create a solid foundation for long-lasting clear skin. I'm Katie Stewart, registered holistic nutritionist and founder of The Clear Skin Solution, where we help women just like you get to the root cause of their acne. And I'm Chris Brown, registered holistic nutritionist and program director in The Clear Skin Solution. Through functional testing, we pinpoint where the body system imbalances lie so we can dive deep into your acne clearing journey. We work virtually with clients to clear up their skin from the inside out and have helped thousands of women worldwide regain their confidence. Today we're hopping in with a holistic approach on skincare. Ashley's joining us. Welcome, Ashley. Oh, hi guys. And I know this is going to blow people away because when we're inside the Clear Skin Solution, she's a hot commodity. People love her. The most hot topic in there. Oh, they love Mm -hmm. her, right? I love it. They love her because here's one little fallacy. Ready? Mic drop. One little fallacy is that skincare routine is going to change your acne. The end. We as holistic nutritionists know it is an aid into what we have to do. The acne is very superficial. So things can go and, you know, make it worse. It can help hold it off, but it's never by itself going to fix the acne wholly. Does that make sense? Yeah, because it's just a tool in the acne clearing toolbox. It should never be used. Well, you can use it alone, but you're not going to get the results that you want long term. Yep, it's one of those pillars. Exactly. So, Ashley, this is your wheelhouse. This is your baby. We love you inside the Clear Skin Solution. And so this is I'm her gonna, topic. This is her. This it. is her chance. Like she just invited us, Katie. She invited <laughs> yeah, us to yeah. join this her is today. Podcast today. Everybody. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna take you to the spa with me today. <laughs> I love I'm it. I'm gonna take you with me, and we're gonna do all the treatments. Oh my Woo. gosh, that's like speaking my language. That's that's better than any type <laughs> of foreplay right there. Like all the spa treatments. <laughs> <laughs> that Sorry, is, Frank. yeah, Katie is drooling right now. Nobody can see that, but like there's some serious drool coming from the side of the face. Seriously. Like I, I, even though I, you know, do skin health from the inside out, I love skincare. I am skincare obsessed. I've been this way since I was a little kid. I love going for facials and treatments and all the things. I find it so relaxing and luxurious and all the things here. So Let's do it because I think acids is a great topic to bring up in the fall, Ashley. You were like, I think this would be perfect. And we were like, yes, let's hands down do it because I think acids can get, they can be a little confusing for a lot of consumers. There's so many different types of acids. Are they good? Are they bad? Are they chemical? Are they synthetic? So many. So I'm going to pass the the baton over to Ashley and you can uh, do your thing on the acids. Yeah. Okay. I love it. So, um, the reason, the first reason why I really wanted to talk about acids today was because, um, it's fall. So during the fall season, fall is my favorite month to go and get, um, your treatments done because weather wise, it's quite steady. We're not in the hot summer months where it's humid. Um, and we become very photosensitive and it's also not the winter where our skin's very like dry and sometimes irritated. So with the sun not being so, you know, out there, that's one of the main things to know while you're doing uh, treatments, especially peels, because every single peel out there will make you more hypersensitive to the sun. 
Yeah, it's it's a really good time, so right? Spa- is it's it's you're not going to be ba- baking out in the sun because so many times you go to the the spa or the esthetician, or esthetician they're like, we have to wait until the fall. You're like, no, I want yeah. the laser and the peel and the things, and I want it now. Yeah. But you can be doing a lot of damage to your skin if you do it during the summer. Yeah. And another reason why we say that is because we let the sun kind of let the summer run its course where we know that you're, to be honest, let's be real. Most, you know, most of the time you're not going to be a hundred percent diligent with your sunscreen. And as estheticians, we know that even though you're telling us you're you using know, your I sunscreen, I'm like, you're, I don't know. You're, you're like traveling all around Europe. I don't know if you're real. You get one of those like umbrella three hats. Hours. Are you going to get one of those like yeah. multicolored umbrella hats? That's what you're going to have to do. Yeah, no, you're, you're face out in the sun. You're face out in the I sun, know. let's be real. So we run, we let summer run its course. We'll start up on the, in, the, in the fall. And so when we're looking at acids, I know there's really two main classes, AHAs and BHAs, correct? Yeah, that's right. So AHAs are going to be more of your water-soluble um, peels. And BHAs, which one of the most common ones mostly used, is salicylic. And that is water and fat soluble. So fat, think oil, right? We connect salicylic to oily skin. And this is why I have such a hard time explaining or recommending salicylic acid to clients, especially with acne, because not every acne is caused by that oil buildup. Oh, can we say that again for the people in the back? Right? Traditionally, we would think uh, acne, breakouts, pyacneic bacteria, and dirt filling up the pore, creating that little mess, creating a breakout, breakout getting inflamed, and there's pus and bacteria filled in these, you know, uh, pores of your skin. Mm, That's a percentage of the cases. Right? So when do we know which is which? When we know for a fact that it's acne caused by P. bacteria, you have, oil, you have oily skin. You naturally, as a person, have oily skin. Your forehead, your nose, um, your cheeks get oily, characterized by a more like uh, open pore. Mm-hmm. And that's okay? important to know. This is, that's important to know. It's one of the most important things to know is your skin type. And know that you have a skin type, you're kind of born with a skin type, and your skin can go through periods in its life where it becomes more dehydrated, it becomes more dry, it becomes more sensitized. But you have your, it's your blueprint, you have your skin type. So salicylic, I for sure go for that oily um, acne that is caused by bacteria. Mm -hmm. Because when we're looking at our acne sufferers, we have acne sufferers with oily skin, acne sufferers with combination, acne sufferers with normal skin, and acne sufferers with dry skin. It isn't just always 100% oil. We have to be ensuring that we are using the right targeted approaches based on your skin type in conjunction with your acne breakouts. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And if there's, that's probably going to be like one of the the main takeaways I want people to know today is that don't, you're going to read every acne product out there is going to either say salicylic or benzoyl peroxide on it. Mm -hmm. Please do not go and just grab that product or go do that treatment when you're looking, you know, at your local spa, what treatment should I do? Let's book this one because this says salicylic acid peel. 
book a consultation, make sure you know what, what's going on with your skin, what, what characterizes this acne mm-hmm. before you go and pick a treatment. So let me ask so, a question. I, I got, I got mm-hmm. taken over. Chris oh is God. taken over. I'm like, all right, you do you, Chris. She's going to be, she got some skincare questions yep. today. This is skincare episode number two. Every skincare episode, Chris gets more involved. Well, by the end because of it. She's coming to our side. Well, she one, is. Katie, I'd like to know where your red shirt is. Okay, well, I thought I didn't mm. want to overdo it with the red and we look like we're a cult, even though we are. I was thinking, like, why don't I offset it with a little black today? Okay. We're like Halloween themed. Well, I'm yeah. just saying there wasn't a memo, there wasn't a memo, but next time I'm gonna give you a memo because I think like you're not you're not reading enough. I'm not I'm not you're, reading you're enough. You're not reading enough. I opted so, for black. Are you opted for okay? Well, it's a, it's a side. Now, for people that don't know their skin type, what's the best way for them to go determine the skin type? Mm. Okay, so a little crash course. Because it's not on my birth certificate. It didn't say, Chris, you no. are all yeah. plus. And by the way, you have Your a combination skin. Is. skin. <laughs> that would be helpful, though, eh? I would like to you. <laughs> so helpful. Yeah. We all know our skin type, our face shape. It just makes life way easier in the long run. What what face shape we have to know what glasses to pick. Exactly. Yeah. That should be on the birth certificate. <laughs> right there. Um, this is why you go see your esthetician. No, but if you do kind of just like want to determine, um, a little bit on your own, when you wash your face, even just with water in the morning without using your cocktail of products, how does your face feel first thing in the morning when you wash? Do you have a bit of oil on your, what we call the T-zone? And then your cheeks feel normal, so they don't feel dry, but they're not also getting oily. They don't have oil on them. That would be a normal skin type because oil in the T-zone is normal. We have pores there. We have sebaceous glands there that's going to produce oil. A dry skin type, you would wash your face and your face would feel dry all over. Okay, it would kind of feel like a little bit dull or like it lacks oil. Does it feel tight? Would you say it's a bit tight? It would feel tight, exactly. Exactly. It would feel tight. Oily skin, you'd wake up in the morning and there would be oil on your T-zone and also on your cheeks. And you'd be characterized more with those kind of like visible pores. Now, there's also dehydrated. Any skin type can be dehydrated. That just means that you're lacking water in your skin. You know, just like any body out there can be dehydrated if you're not drinking water, so can your skin. Um, and then a little like way to test that is if you kind of like pinch your skin. Here, let's all do it. We're gonna pinch I your know, skin. I'm, or- I'm in, doing it right now. In like in like different areas, if you pinch your skin yeah. and and you notice like little fine lines. Oh geez, never mind. Don't say that word, <laughs> Ashley. We don't or- like the word fine lines should be banned from the podcast. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us, Ashley. And on that note, yeah. have a great day. <laughs> have a great day, Ashley. Goodbye. <laughs> you said the wrong thing. You're getting cut yeah, off. No fine lines here. So fine lines. It's, but not like not like those kind of fine lines, you guys. It's like little uh, little cracks, not cracks. I know what you're talking about. It's it's compression like, marks. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you can you can pinch it, and it'll just create that little crease. Okay. Okay, that's normal because you're pinching your skin. But if you do it lightly and you see those little those little lines, then that's more dehydrated. Or if you pinch it and it like doesn't bounce back. Yeah, it should go. You should really. pinch it. And when you it let should, go, it should go should right, right back. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
That's how you know. Or like if you notice, if you do have fine lines, please don't kill me. If you do have fine lines and you notice they become more visible, then maybe your skin's dehydrated. So what everyone's taking away from today's podcast, if we want to lessen the appearance of our fine lines, let's stay hydrated. Because I think Mm -hmm. that everyone's like, oh, I know I need to drink water for like my overall health, but I just, I can't remember. And you're like, but you'll have anti-aging benefits you drink water. Like, Where's the water? Give me six liters. I will chug it back right now. I love it. Yep. There you go. But not six liters, you guys. You drink your water, (laughs) your fine lines will become minimized. So everybody drink the water today. Pro tip, everyone. (laughs) That's it. Oh, So now that we've established, you know, if what types of our skin are, sorry, what type of skin we have, when we should be doing acids, um, you know, the different treatments we can be doing. What are, because we have the two classes, we have AHAs, which are alpha hydroxy acids, and BHAs, which are beta hydroxy acids. So in those two categories, could you give us a couple examples? Yep. So let's start with our AHAs. Um, The most common ones people are going to know are going to be glycolic. Okay, glycolic acid typically derived from sugarcane. So every acid out there is derived by something on this earth. Natural. That can be natural. Exactly. Plants, tree barks, fruits, vegetables. Mother Earth has it. it all for us. And that's, I think, a big Mother misconception. Mother Earth has it. Is people always assume because you hear the word acid or chemical exfoliant, which is what an acid is, they automatically assume, oh my God, it's synthetic. It's not natural. I can't use it. But of course, there are synthetic versions, but these acids are derived naturally. Yes, they're naturally derived, which is, I love it when they're naturally derived, but they also can be made synthetically just like um, other things, especially, I know I'm going a little all over the place, but while it's on my brain, um, salicylic is sometimes derived from aspirin. Mm -hmm. So this is something also to know about salicylic. If you have an allergy or sensitivity to things like aspirin, um, it can be derived from that. That's how it was actually, uh, discovered. Mm -hmm. Cause the original, they were making the original aspirin was actually white willow bark. Right? Exactly. And then they form the synthetic version. So do you find that those acids can be formed from either the aspirin or either the white willow bark? Yeah. 100%. So naturally, just natural, you know, white willow bark. And then, so long story short, look at the source of where your salicylic acid is coming from. And what would you say is a more gentle gentle one? Would you say the AHAs are more gentle or the BHAs are more gentle? Say, um, say AHA I, because... Say H A because that's what I have upstairs, <laughs> and I don't want to. Yeah. I'm stressing going buying something new because you know my skincare routine just omitted like things like coconut oil. Okay, you tell you tell me what you have, and I'll say that's the best. <laughs> yeah, one. yeah, that's the okay. best one. But when we're looking at the Ashley, <laughs> but but no, really, um, AHAs are. And they're more common. There's a lot more AHAs out there than there are BHAs. And BHAs are more specific to that oily skin type. So normal skin types, dry, dehydrated, are going to use more of the... And oily skins can also use AHAs. AHAs. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be the more popular ones. Glycolic, like we said, sugarcane, is good for most skin types except for sensitive it goes a bit deeper into the skin and it is one of the more um 
I don't want to say abrasive and I don't want to say harsh, stronger. but it is one of the more intense, Potent. stronger. Potent. Intensive? Potent. Yes. Get, Intensive. Get me for Potent. all the synonyms. <laughs> Did you call let's, that let's out, go. Katie? <laughs> you guys, I got, the, I got the journalism degree, so I, I can give you all the synonyms. Yeah. Perfect. Um, okay, so it's one of the more potent ones. Um, and it's mostly for things like uneven skin tone and texture. Um, then we have phytic and kojic acid. Those are the two I like to use a lot for the deeper skin tones. And they're going to be the ones that are more um, for hyperpigmentation. Oh, that's a big one. Everyone mm-hmm. stopped. They rewound and they're like, everyone's like, wait. Okay, so Ashley, say it again so I don't have to rewind. What is the best one for hyperpigmentation? The ones I like the most for hyperpigmentation, again, depends on your skin type, what's going on, kind of hyperpigmentation. Um, But that respond nicely to a darker skin tone are phytic and kojic acids. Write it down, everybody. Add to cart. Um, Yes. I like my brain. (laughs) Now I know how other people feel right now. Yeah, when Chris yeah. talks, this is, Chris doesn't do skincare. So her listening to me and Ashley, she's like, oh, my God. Chris, this is how other people feel when you talk. This is it right here. Mm-hmm. Sensitive skins. This is going to be your favorite, lactic acid. Okay, so lactic is the one that I would recommend for a sensitive or sensitized skin, anyone with inflammation. And it's one of those acids that's safer and nicer to do kind of in a daily routine. You can do lactic acids peels. When I do uh, facials on some clients, I incorporate it as just like a light yeah, peel. You're not going to get any redness, any peeling, any sensitivities to it. So that's one that we could look at as like a toner. And because that's the thing is, I feel like a lot of people even overdo it on acids, right? Where you get acids in your cleanser, then you get acids in your serum, you get acids in your face cream, you get acids in your treatment, and you can really be overdoing it. It's that idea that more is more. But in fact, you don't need to have acids across the board and everything. Yes, exactly. So acids are a treatment. And like with anything that's a treatment, it's there to treat, but can be done and should be done a little bit on a more like occasional basis. So especially when it's things that um, are cleansers or toners, those are touching your skin first and they're and like a toner is staying on your skin and it's absorbing a bit deeper than let's say like a moisturizer is. So um, I see a lot of like glycolic toners out there. That's one I, I like to be like cautious on Twice a week would be like more than enough to do a glycolic toner. Adding it in, right? It doesn't need to be all or nothing all the time. Adding it in. Because you go on. Or a serum. Sometimes there's, sorry, there's like serums that we use, um, you know, we recommend at nighttime. So again, no acids during your morning routine. You're still going to be outside no matter what time of the year it is. There's still going to be sun and light hitting your face. Sun does not cooperate with acids. It's going to make it more sen- – it's going to make your Absolutely. skin more sensitive. We don't need to be using it every single night and then waking up and then applying a bunch more because your skin will be more sensitive. We don't want to overdry it. We don't want to yeah. strip away all the good stuff. Yeah. So as long as you're using some form of acid two to three times a week, then I'm 
I think that's yeah. Because for me, that. one of my all-time favorite products is uh, Beauty Counter. They have an overnight resurfacing peel, and I love that it's a combination of AHAs and BHAs. It's leave-on. I put it on uh, before, after I cleanse, and before I put my moisturizer on. I let it sit for a couple minutes, and I really love that it's a combination. Right? It's glycolic. It's malic. Um, it's a natural, um, natural lactic acid as well. And I find it doesn't dry out my skin. It doesn't make it irritated. And it really sloughs away the dead skin cells being that chemical exfoliant. So I only use it max two to three times a week. Perfect. Yeah. Because you're you're making sure um, you're exfoliating. That's a form mm-hmm. of exfoliation. No matter whether you use it in a toner, in a moisturizer, in a serum, that's helping remove that dead so- skin. Right. So all the projects that you put on top after that or, you know, in the morning are penetrating better and deeper and into the skin. from as an esthetician, when people are like, oh, I, I want to exfoliate my skin, but I have a ton of active breakouts. So this is where you would step away from the physical exfoliant with my technical term, the little scrubbies in it. And you would move mm-hmm. over to yeah. a chemical exfoliant that can slab it off without irritating your breakouts even further and you know, if you use those little scrubbies, it can even break open the pore or sorry, break open the act- active uh, pimples and spread that bacteria around the face. So that's why step away from the physical and, and really embrace the chemical. Yeah. Nice. And that's yeah. why exactly a serum with those acids is perfect because serums also have a lighter texture. So they are going in a bit deeper into the skin than a moisturizer. And I love that serums will also contain additional ingredients in it, right? Like I know the beauty counter one, they use different essential fatty acids, you know, some arginine, some really soothing things that are going to nourish the skin barrier as it's helping to exfoliate the dull skin. Yes. Oh guys, I love skincare routines. Chris is like, I have two products. I just, I just want to go out and put on one of those. I know I'm like, right now I'm just going to put a mask on. I'm going to light a candle. My kids aren't home. Mom gets a little me time, but that's what skincare for me is really about, right? It, it's giving me that relaxation in the day, giving me my five minutes of silence sometimes. And le- and actually my toddler and seven-year-old have really got like been like, mommy, I want to put a face mask on. I'm like, Mm-mm, not up in here. These are mommy's special things. Back it up. Okay. Back it up. You can put cucumbers on your eyes. Don't touch my items. <laughs> my kids may be yours, Katie. My kids may be yours. They, uh, well, uh, Chris, they've got the hairband. Yeah. They've got they they put their um, they've got a roller. Yeah, they wash put freezer. Oh, uh, we oh. would we would do yeah, so they, well together. Your kids. I am mine. a dis- I am a disappointment to them. <laughs> honestly, from that, they're front. like, can we switch <laughs> switch moms for a little while? Maybe Chris, you would do so well with having two boys. And I would thrive. I would totally rock two boys. I would rock two boys. Yep. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, done. Switching. I'll take the three girls and we'll do all the facials and gua sha and all the things. However, just quickly on a side note, there's no give back. There's, there's no ter- return. There's no return to sender. <laughs> Disclaimer. I'll get three days and be like, Chris, this was a mistake. Switch it back, sorry. We digress, as you can tell, as you can tell. Okay, so anything else that we want to touch on when it comes to acids, Ashley? No, anything anything that we haven't touched on that you still want to be like, oh my gosh, we absolutely need to say this. Because we've gone through what they are, we've gone through the difference, um, you know, the AHAs versus BHAs, and, you know, the different types of acids under each of those categories, how do we, how we can be incorporating them. So I think we've kind of like done all the things that's it's right yes. those are the key ones know when to use it and how to use it so i think 
And also don't uh, use just because an acid worked for your friend, don't go and use it for yes. Lord yourself, have mercy. Please. Yes. And it's so true, right, Ashley, is we really have to remember that social media isn't our esthetician, which I'm sure you see all of the time. You know, you're like, get a client coming saying, oh my gosh, I saw this TikTok influencer, they recommended this cream, and then now look at my skin. We have to remember that a lot of these influencers are being paid to promote these products. So this is why knowing your skin type, having a reputable source that is a licensed esthetician like yourself, somebody that works in skin health like we do here at The Clear Skin Solution, in order to make sure the products that you're using are going to be okay. And with that said, of course, you know, if you are over on my Instagram, you'll see me sharing parts of my skincare routine. And we get asked that all the time, so which is why I share it. And you have to remember that my current health sorry, my current skin goals is hydration and fine lines. So the products that I'm using are specific to my goals. So just because I'm using X, Y, and Z product doesn't mean you have to apply it to yours in order to have your skin look like mine. We want to keep into consideration your goals are acne focused. Does that mean you can't, you know, utilize one of the, the products that I recommend? Absolutely not. We just want to make sure it's right for your skin. Like Ashley, you know, you've seen me post lots on my story about my skincare, what would you say would be some of those key products that I'm utilizing that would be okay to try for an acne sufferer? Like the peel, like C serums, like what would you say? Yeah, I love it. The peel, like the peel serum, I think is good for like anybody out there, a skin type. But that also being said, there's um, different formulations of peel serums. So that's a good one that um, at the point of their journey that our uh, acne clients are at, they could incorporate something like that. Awesome. Okay. So we've established all of those things. Now I want to go into what are some other holistic approaches that we can be taking in the fall months when whether we're having a flare up of your skin, whether we want to be working on hyperpigmentation, like what types of treatments would you say would be a good to do going into the fall months? These light peels are a good one. Um, and your facials. So a facial every four to six weeks. That's just making sure you're constantly, you know, getting that uh, exfoliation, rehydrating your skin after the summer, um, you know, adding all those uh, nourishing um, ingredients. And is there a type of facial that you would recommend? Because if you're getting a facial, say, once a month, every other month, what would be something that would be nourishing and not over drying and something that could be utilized as more of like a maintenance and nice to have and all the things. So that's, that's where your esthetician is going to come in. Cause ideally in a facial, they should be doing a little bit of all of those things, right? Doing what your skin needs. I'm not a huge fan of those facials that are just doing, just working on acne and and over drying or just using so many after acids one after another and, and physically exfoliating, chemically exfoliating. And so that's going to maybe leave you a little on the, on the dry side. So ideally when you're going to look for a facial, a treatment, make sure it has a bit of, you know, you're getting, uh, that cleansing. Maybe you're getting, depends on, uh, your skin type. Maybe you're getting some extractions, um, and then you're getting some kind of, uh, chemical exfoliation, and then you're finishing off with something that's calming. So whether it's, you know, like a gua sha, lymphatic massage, you're finishing off with nice hydrating, uh, masks, those are every every place you go to works has differently. Their own, right? Yeah, they have has their, their own, own set of modalities. Treatments. Yes, but what's the end result? Why are they what doing is always this? your end goal? 
So, so when you're going to get your treatment, know, okay, and ask your whys. Why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we're looking at the facials, I would say the biggest ones that we see our clients asking about, I don't want to say facials, I should say treatments at the, at, at the spa. So the biggest ones we ask about is microneedling, uh, lasers mm-hmm. and IPL and chemical peels, because these are really the most popular ones for acne sufferers. So two questions here. One, is the fall a good time to do things like lasers and peels and microneedling? And two, do you recommend these types of treatments for people on their acne journey, whether they're still working through their their acne journey or whether they've finished it, their skin's clear, now we just have dark marks and scarring? Yes. So for sure, the fall is a great time to do any type of treatment. IPLs or lasers, any there's different types of lasers, but IPL, intense pulse light, is one of the more common ones. And so it's using this technology where um, they're kind of hitting your skin with uh, a form of light. And uh, there's lasers that do that for pigmentation, uh, like overall skin rejuvenation and acne, but the acne ones are to kill that acne bacteria. So if you have acne caused by bacteria, sure, maybe that's an option. Another thing to know with lasers is that sometimes they're a bit too abrasive. So what what type of laser is it? Is it one of those that's going to go in like a CO2 laser that's going to um, almost create little burns in your skin? The reason for this is to let your skin go through its natural healing process. But one thing to also know with your skin is, is it ready for something that abrasive? Does right your skin up, have like the immunity? Right after an acne journey, you're like, I've just cleared out my acne. I'm going to go and get all these lasers. But guess what happens? Yeah. We see this with our own clients. Is there, yeah. they go and their skin goes berserk because their skin wasn't at a spot where it was ready for that type of treatment. Yeah, because, you you know, your skin also has immunity, just like the rest of your body. And it has to go through that healing process, just like when you get a cut on your skin. Sometimes it, you know, takes you a week to heal. Sometimes it takes you a month. Right. So you want your skin to be at that point where it's going to heal beautifully, naturally, fast when you're doing abrasive stuff. And that goes with lasers. That goes with peels. Right. There's also... Jesner and TCA peels out there that literally burn off a layer of your skin. You know, I don't know if people have probably seen this and I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but you, you'll peel like, like a snake. Oh yeah. I've, I did like, a chemical peel once and I, I didn't have a good experience with mine because it, it actually irritated my skin. Probably I did this years ago. Uh, my skin just wasn't ready for it at that stage in the game. And I peeled like a snake and like, I knew that was part of it. But it took a long time for me to repair my skin after a chemical peel. Yeah. So sometimes it can leave, and I would argue all the time it leaves, uh, inflammation. Sometimes there's certain skins that can heal well and quickly from that inflammation. But there's also the some that won't take it so 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 lightly, so nicely. That was me. It so, did not go so lightly, so nicely. And I was like, yeah. I will never do a chemical peel again. Yeah. So that's why I always start with the, with the, with the lighter stuff. I don't I mean, think we- there's ever a case unless you're one of those people that wants a quick fix and you want it done like that, then maybe an abrasive peel, but you are running that risk. These gentle stuff are more of a maintenance. It's more of a long-term solution for your skin. 
And then when we're looking at the microneedling, because that's probably one of the most, I would say it's one of the most popular treatments our clients look at after they've cleared up their acne. Like I have some pitted scars, I have some hyperpigmentation. We know that microneedling is great for that, right? Because it causes, um, you know, microscopic, I don't want to say damage to your skin, but punctures the holes, which is stimulating the collagen production in your own skin to slough off that dead skin and, and build the, the skin back out, especially if we're dealing with those deeper scars. So microneedling can be a great option, but we have to make sure, one, there's no active breakouts because if we puncture active breakouts and then we start puncturing other spots in the skin, guess what? You're spreading bacteria into more places. Hello, acne flare. We've actually had that to a client when they were working with us. They didn't tell us they were going for a microneedling session. She came back. She goes, oh my God, my skin is so bad. And we're like, okay, well, what's going on? She goes, oh, well, I went for my microneedling on the weekend. And we're like, you mm-hmm. went for microneedling on the weekend? What are you talking about? We have mm-hmm. active acne we're working through. So this is where we want to be waiting until we've finished our journey because it's an investment microneedling. You don't want to waste your money on it until your spot, your skin's at a spot where you can handle it. And then that's why doing it in the fall can be better because it is going to be causing some sensitization to the skin. Yep, 100%. Everything you said. And on top of that, you can be acne free so you can be at the end of your acne journey but if you have still sensitized skin so if there's still some form of inflammation going on then you're not gonna regenerate that collagen and that elastin as well as we'd like when you're getting a microneedling session you have to wait it out you maybe have to start you know like incorporating the acids a little bit trying these facials you know 4 to 6 weeks apart and then when you're at that point where you you have that healthy skin back and when i mean when i say healthy skin i mean no inflammation right natural oil production no dryness no dehydration good immunity you're getting a pimple, you're getting a blemish and it's healing itself. It's not scarring. Then that's where we start the microneedling. Love it. Any other things that you really like to start incorporating in the fall as we go into the, the cooler months? LED, like LED that's light a great question. therapy. So when we're look, talking about LED, because I actually get this question in my DMs all the time, is the different types of LED light therapy. Because we have the blue, we have the red, we have those masks you can buy on Amazon. And would you say in your professional opinion that the LED light therapy is worth it or is it more kind of like a gimmick? And I also preface this question with, should it just be, you know, that $29 mask on Amazon? Or in my case, I love my Orion red light therapy, which is a combination of infrared and near infrared light, which is a medical grade light. So would you say they can get away with the cheap masks or they would need more of a medical grade light? No, this is an FDA approved product. Anything that's FDA approved, please, or any kind of approval, anything that's medical grade, don't go and buy it on Amazon. Don't go and buy anything, you know, on the cheaper side. Your medical spas and any spa would have these, this device, this LED device, and that's where you would go and and get it. If you do buy an at-home one, you are saving like five years worth of, or 10, I don't know, 10 years worth of birthday presents to, to buy one. Absolutely. So it's like, we don't want to always reach for that cheap alternative. It's like, oh my gosh, I saw these, this light mask. It was an ad on Instagram. It's, you know, $76. I'm going to buy it where this is where you really want to be going in and getting those led treatments from an esthetician. Or if you want to go and invest in a medical grade, you opt for a medical grade light. And it's, it's going to be a little bit pricier, but if you're going that route, you don't want to just cheap out on something. It's 
Exactly. Not the best and it's something that you can, you will have, if you do decide to make that investment for a good one, um, then do your research behind it and know that it is an investment piece and you're going to have it and maybe make sure that it does at least two different types of light. Um, the most common ones are blue. Blue light is anti-inflammatory, good for killing bacteria. Uh, it's also a nice like mood booster. And then your red lights are going to be more of the stimulating ones. So stimulating that collagen and elastin production. Consistency with LED lights matters a lot. Don't go and get a 10 minute LED light once every two months and expect it to do anything. When you're doing it in treatment, at least 20 minutes and um, consistency. That, and that's really the thing with anything health-related, right, is consistency and time. We can't, can't do something once. We can't do something sporadically. We can't expect miracles in, in three days. We really need to give our skincare, our, you know, therapeutic protocols, our diet, the supplements, whatever it is, time and consistency is the magic formula. Like, Chris, I'm sure you see this with clients all of the time. Those that put, you know, the time and the consistency in it get massive gains. Yeah, absolutely. It's everything. But consistency with skincare, there's so many different products, acids, modalities, treatments out there. Don't go and try one from this spa and then I'm going to go and maybe try this from this other place and then I'm going to take a break for three months and then I'm going to go and try that. No, do your research, pick your product, consult your professionals and stick to it. Love so it. when All you right. go to a spa and they say you need 46 treatments of this, you need 46 treatments of that. Don't do one and say, mm, that didn't work for me. And then go to the next modality and go to the next shiny you know, object, object syndrome. Where you're like, oh my gosh, I need that. Oh my gosh, I need this. I need an oxygen facial. I need a this facial. You, you, you need to give the things the time to work instead of jumping from thing to thing and going on to a different bandwagon. Love it. Well, Ashley, thank you so much again for another packed skincare episode. I'm sure we'll, our DMs will get flooded with, oh my gosh, can you talk about this next? And don't worry, you guys, as we have a whole episode um, that we're going to be talking about medicated topicals coming up soon. So thank you again, Ashley. We loved having you. And guys, next week, you're going to want to come back and listen because we're talking about what age does acne go away? That big question. Thanks for hanging out with us this week on the Clear Skin Chronicles. We'll see you next Wednesday with a brand new episode. Remember to subscribe to the show and drop us a review. Sending glowing vibes your way, Katie and Chris.